This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, I mean, we were going to start the podcast off with one thing, and I think we got to start off with something else because... As Sean Anderson tweeted to me moments before we hit the record button, LA's got to bring their 29 jerseys out because the Rams are coming back home. They're coming back home, Mark. Yeah, you know what? LA, three, or not LA, California, three teams, not enough, need four. Need to have four teams. <laughs> that's just, that's where it's at. It's LA needs a football team. It blows team. my they mind. They need a football team. They had a football team. Twice. I know. They need one. And they failed. Twice. They need one. And now one of the teams that failed in L.A. is coming back to L.A. And the other team that failed in L.A. maybe will come back too. Maybe. A lot of things got to happen to make that happen. Though. And I think before, because we're going to get into the L.A., what can happen? Is it just the Rams? Who else can move with them? The details we have right now. But before we go into everything with L.A., I think we, do we need to give our condolences to the St. Louis market? Yeah, let's give them a moment of silence. All right. <laughs> that was enough of a moment of silence. Well, for you. you couldn't keep your team, so. <laughs> but, and that's that's actually where I want to start, is with St. Louis. Cause, because no one thinks about, oh, well, this team moved. What happens to the fan base? Before we talk about L.A., if you were a Rams fan, Mark, yep. in St. Louis, you lived in St. Louis, you got three options. You become an L.A. Rams fan. You become a Kansas City Chief fan. Or you become a fan of another team. What do you do? Uh, well, I actually, you know, when you when you look at the different directions you're going in, uh, Chicago and Indianapolis aren't that far. So you could pick either the Bears or I the could, Colts. I could see. Here's the only thing. I cannot see a Ram fan being a Bears fan if they are also a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Because mm. you hate Chicago because of the Cubs. Ricky, you're a Vikings fan and a Cubs fan. Yeah, but so we don't hate Minnesota. It would be different if I was a Sox fan. Because eh, Sox would hate Minnesota. You guys hate Minnesota, I th- right? I don't think they would. <laughs> I don't think that people no, you guys would, hate would the look Tigers. at it too much. I don't think people would look at it too much that way. Uh, you know, it's the next closest team besides Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, the Colts are there. Unfortunately, the Colts and the Bears are both kind of bad right now. So That's Kansas City is the only City. option. Yeah, you basically are by default a Kansas City fan. Unless, unless... You want to go the other way and become a Tennessee Titans fan, but they're not good either. No. The only one that's good around the area is Kansas City. Do you completely shun the Rams? Like, I'm no longer a Rams fan because Kroenke left. The Rams mm-hmm. didn't leave you. Kroenke left you. You know what? Someone actually, it's a little bit different, but someone once asked me if there were, I So we're in Chicago. We're on the south side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone asked me if a new team came into Chicago, a new football team, and they were on the south side. Like Tinley Park, Illinois. Because no one else knows where that is besides you. Sure, or just the south side of yeah. Chicago. Would you switch from being a Bears fan, which are the north side team, to the really, south side team? Is it team? really a north side team? We're just team? using that as an example. I here. know, but like, is, is Soldier Field really north side? I don't they're think further, it is. They're actually pretty center. But it, it would just be, would you switch in that case? So the thing is, like, no. do you lose your loyalties no. for something like this? I think... To tie that back to this question of your team leaves, do you lose your loyalties? 
I think it'd be tough to lose them. I do mm-hmm. think it would be tough to lose them. At the same time, I do make fun of Arizona Cardinals fans who tell me <laughs> who live in Chicago and say who oh, were yeah, not who because were not they were born, Chicago. Yeah, who were not born when they were in Chicago. No, that's what you're saying. You've never seen a Chicago <laughs> Cardinals game. But oh, you're a Cardinals fan. No, I do make fun of them for that. Um I think part of me too though. I I, I kind of feel like I would be mad. I would be angry at this team and I almost would say, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm a Seahawks fan. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to go in the division. Like if we're in the Chicago right now, with our division right there, and Chicago Bears, they leave, they go to L.A., they go to San Antonio, they go to London, wherever it might be. Part of me wants to say, fuck you, I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. Just as like you guys left me here. Well, like for me, my situation's a little mm-hmm. bit different. If the Vikings, and they're not going anywhere because they just bought a new stadium that's going to open Plus, up. Plus, who wants them? Yeah, who wants the Vikings, right? I mean, after Blair Walsh misses kicks, you shouldn't make the fucking kick. Laces. But Nothing but lace. I know, right? Fire the holder. But the you one, know what? Fire the whole team. <laughs> I uh, Kick them all out. I Move said, them to London. I said, I said during the Hall of Fame game we should have cut Blair Walsh. Mm-hmm. I think I was right. However, back to what I was going to say in... My situation is different. If the Vikings leave, there is one of two things I would do. One, just say, fuck it, I'm a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Or number two is I would do something with our YouTube channel and kind of sell my fandom to a fan base yeah, for charity. Out. But if no one wanted to do that, I'd just say, screw it, I'm a Bears fan because I mm-hmm. live here in Chicago. But let's look at the plans that were in play today. And there were basically two of them that were – Thrown out there. The first one that I thought everyone was going to vote for, and this seemed like it made the most sense, Oakland and San Diego, the Chargers and the Raiders, join up, share a team, share a stadium, not a team, a stadium in Carson, California, L.A. area. Mm -hmm. And it made sense because I was watching NFL Live. I don't know the L.A. like geographically in L.A. because I don't live out there. But they explained it. Apparently... It's a little bit more south. It's closer to that San Diego area, so fans could still travel up to Carson. Yeah, I mean, it's, Ingle- it's a little further to get to, to L.A. and Inglewood. The way they described it on ESPN was um, Inglewood to San Diego. I believe they said it's like from Cleveland to Pittsburgh or from Philly to Baltimore. Hmm. That's the distance that you would have to travel to go to a game, and and then they started talking about this, well, the Rams could host another team. Rams, Chargers, Rams, Chargers. And it's funny how the man behind this is the fantasy football owner who owns a football team, yeah, Jerry Jones. He got his wish. Mm. Rams are back in L.A. They're going to be in Inglewood. They're going to move this season. The Chargers have a year. They have until this time, actually this Saturday, will be the year mark, like, boom, you have a year from this date to work with the Rams to lease their stadium, and you guys can share the stadium. Otherwise, the Raiders get that opportunity. And, I mean, are you excited that the Rams are in L.A.? Is Uh, this good for football? No, it's not good for football. It doesn't do anything for football. Nothing changes, I don't think, really. I will say one thing. Except the NFC West is more of the NFC West now. Yeah, sure, but no one cares about that that much. I do. Yeah, I mean, like when it, even <laughs> players, you know, they don't—they're not that concerned about it. You work it into your mm-hmm. schedule. Um, 
two and a half hours from San Diego to LA. I just want to point that out. Uh, and just because I'm curious, let's look it up. Six hours from Oakland to LA. So it's a lot easier for San Diego fans to make that trip than it is. You could fly from Oakland to yeah. LA if you wanted to. You have that option. There's well, California is a big state. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, so I don't think, I mean, honestly, like, historically, yes, it's cool that the Rams are back home in L.A. But you feel bad for the Raiders. I mean, that's for St. The Louis. fans, yeah. And also the Raiders fans that are not back in L.A. Mm-hmm. The thing that would have made the most sense, if you really want both teams there, it doesn't make that much sense because then San Diego's just hanging out, mm-hmm. is to move both the L.A. teams back to L.A. And say, here, you guys go. But then you're screwing over two fans. I mean, it's, it's unfortunately this was a lose-lose situation. Fans in San Diego and fans in L.A., I mean, fans in St. Louis are not happy. They just lost their teams. Their teams are now in L.A. Somebody loses in this situation no matter what. Yes, L.A. wins. The NFL will probably make more Mm -hmm. money, even though I still stand by the fact that L.A. has proven multiple times it cannot support an NFL team. See, I think that's different now. Maybe because the L.A. Lakers suck. Well, the Lakers suck. The The Clippers are good. But let's be honest, the Lakers still suck and they're more popular mm-hmm. than the Clippers because of a certain Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. However, it, both of those teams are like, eh, nobody cares about the LA Galaxy. It's like, what, soccer? People mm. watch the MLS? And we've been yelled at for saying this before, but nobody cares about the LA Kings. They're probably the most popular. In my, if I had to take a guess, they're probably the most popular. Mm-hmm. But hockey's like one yeah. of the least popular sports. Hockey's one, and that's why they're probably not one. Of the, it's probably still the Lakers. Mm-hmm. However, I would say the Kings because they've won the recent championships The one for thing LA. that this kind of benefits, you know, for the NFL is, we'll use Drake as an example because Drake changes his favorite team every other day. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood, and tons of celebs are going to be there. They're going to watch uh-huh. the games. They're going to buy the jerseys. Kids are going to see them buy the jerseys. They're going to want to buy them too. The little hat, the shoes, you know, whatever it might be. So merchandise-wise, this can be mm-hmm. a great deal. Uh, but like I said, I don't know that L.A. as an area cares that much. It, it's tough. I mean, I guess it could be compared to New York. It could be compared to San Francisco of just areas that are super expensive, super crowded. Mm-hmm. It works there. Is it going to work in L.A.? Maybe this time it finally will. Third now, time's the charm, right? Yeah. Now, I think it'll work. However, I'm going to throw out a negative against my point because I, I love that the Rams came back. I'm sorry if you live in St. Louis and you're heartbroken. That your team left you. I don't. I, I couldn't imagine what that heartbreak mm-hmm. would be like. It would kind of be like if, for me, if because the only team in Chicago I would care enough for about that, it would kind of be if the Cubs said, you know what, we're going to leave and we're going to go play in Arizona. Yeah. We're just going to go down. Where we play in spring training, we're going to play around Mesa mm-hmm. by Chicago. It's been fun. That's about the heartbreak that I believe you are feeling with me because that's my favorite team. However, the negative thing I was going to throw out there is you've kind of pointed it. The market's saturated in California. Now you're taking a team, throwing them in L.A. Now you can say, well, Ricky, L.A. hasn't had a pro team. So maybe like those L.A. faithful say, oh, I'm going to cheer for the Rams just because they're in L.A. 
However, I'm guaranteeing there are people that live in L.A. that for the past few years, just because they're in California, mm-hmm. they've chosen either the Raiders, the Chargers, the 49ers, just because it's like, oh, that's my team. They're from the state of California. Yeah. So that's the negative to me. You're saturating that market, that L.A. market. However, I I think that there's going to be fans in L.A. that say, you know what, I'm a Rams fan, especially mm-hmm. those older ones that are like, man, are you? it's kind of like what my dad always says. Oh, man, I used to be a fan of the Browns when I was a kid. Well, those Browns that my dad watched are now playing in Baltimore. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. The old Rams fans go, man, I used to love the Rams, mm-hmm. and now I'm a Rams fan again. I think it'll be some of that. Um, it'll be bandwagoners jumping on, of course. Uh, and then I think it'll be kids. With the NFL's – well, not necessarily the NFL, but if the if these teams are really smart about it, they'll make it super kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. And they seemingly are with like having a pool yep. in the stadium and stuff like that. Get those kids there so that way you can foster that and grow that fan base that way. Because – my mom actually brought up a great point. She, okay. I was talking to her the uh, when we were – my family always picks the NFL games in the playoffs. So I was talking to her about L.A., and she didn't understand why L.A. had never had a team before. And her thing she kind of thought of was, is it just – is part of the reason because there are so many transplants, non-natives, to L.A. People go to L.A. People want to move to that area. She was wondering, yeah. is it possible that these people are coming in and saying, I'm from Dallas. I'm, I'm a already a Cowboys fan. fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be a fan of this new team because I already have my team. You know, I'm, a, I'm from New York. I'm a Jets fan. That's why I think the only way this works is kind of like what you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Lakers. I, I bet you there are people in L.A. that are like, I'm a Lakers fan. However, when I turn on a Lakers game, Jack Nicholson, Will Smith. Star, Hollywood, 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 that's all I see, is what kind of stars are sitting courtside. Mm -hmm. Now, in football, it's a little different. You're not going to see them in the front row seats. However, that first Rams game in 2019 when they opened the stadium, how many stars are we going to see in those skyboxes? But something that is interesting, too, and you mentioned the skybox. That's a great way to put it because there's a certain status to Mm -hmm. being courtside. Yeah, because you're right there in front yeah. of the action. That's and you you know the camera goes by and we see we see you you're right there. Mm-hmm. There's a certain status to that. There's not really the same status to being up in the press box uh-huh. or you know the the little whatever. The it's only not thing press, is you but. get shown on TV still. Yeah, but, but you get shown on TV wherever you go if you're Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's a little different. I wonder if that makes a difference because you know you don't, you do every once in a while, but in football games they don't really focus on the. That star mm-hmm. that's there, that rich well, person. Sometimes that's there. they do. Not as often though. As not other as games. often because it, I mean, and I but think part of that too where is if they have a break in the action, yeah. they'll in the show court. Them. You know, for basketball, you're always we're talking about just the Lakers. through the game because it's panning and back and ev- forth, and just the way it is too. Everybody is focused in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in the middle. Yeah, very attention. Um, where during the game, I'm not going to see you because no one's looking at the skybox so, yeah. while it's angled down. So I don't know if like if stars necessarily are going to be at the game. They're going to go, but I don't think they're necessarily going to go as much as they're just going to wear the stuff. They're going to wear. They're going to say I'm LA because they don't really get much go. out of going as they do a Lakers game. They get something out of being it's a, at a game. Lakers game. It's a game. They're going to go, especially I, if the Rams do good, I make think, the playoffs. I think. 
you're underestimating the value to them of being seen when they're there. I, oh, they're gonna. If it's, it's a personal appearance. If there's is what enough, the deal is. I bet you that this. I'm gonna throw this down. First mm. game of the 2019 season. 2019. Well, that's when the stadium opens. Because mm-hmm. we haven't talked about, and we have to get to this of where the Rams gonna play. Yeah. Until 2019, that first game of 2019, there's gonna be a ton of stars. Sure. And at the every, first game, it'll definitely yeah, die out. And every single during that first game, mm. every single time there's a break. If you're watching, I bet you it'll even be on primetime. They'll put the L.A., the first game back mm, in L.A. in the new stadium. Not the first game in L.A. for this next season. Yeah. In that new stadium. Week one, put it on like Monday night because they usually have two games that night. Mm-hmm. Put it on the last, like the last game of the week. Well, it'd be easy in that o'clock. case. Yeah. yeah. Put it in that time. It's a primetime Monday night game. Every single break. Does that count as primetime? Yeah. No, that's yeah. like late prime time. Every single time Tariko and Gruden mm. are taking a break, Gruden's talking about Jack Nicholson being out there. Man, that's wild, man. I- I'm around all the stars mm. today, man. I Yeah, I think the, the NFL is going to try and play it up, but I think yeah. – I don't think it's going to – I don't know. I'm not convinced it's going to go – I'm not convinced that it has the same impact, football compared to basketball, it's a for di- the stars. It's a different level. However, there will be stars mm. that go to these games because they will – they're not going to be seen as much as you say. Yeah. However, they're still going to be seen. And let's get into what I, I brought up. So the Rams move to L.A. They're mm-hmm. going to move this season. However, that new stadium isn't built in two, 2019. That's going to be the season when the stadium's done. They have a few places the Rams do that they can play. Nothing's been set in stone. Here are the options. I'm going to ask you which one you would pick. The first one. Home of the Trojans. You play in the Coliseum. Here's the only thing. If the Chargers tomorrow say, yeah, you know what, we'll join you, then they can't play in the Coliseum because the Coliseum has something in its contract to where two pro teams can't play in the Coliseum. So if the Rams are going to play alone, they can play in the Coliseum. Number two, Pasadena play in the Rose Bowl. Options three and four to me, the least likely option, the least likely option has got to be Dodger Stadium. And then the third less likely, but a little bit more likely than the Dodgers is, I believe it's in Carson. It's uh, the LA Galaxy Stadium. I want to mm-hmm. say it's the StubHub Center. They can play there. You know, the Seahawks, they share a stadium with their MLS team. I want to say they're the Sounders. So they could do that. To me, if I'm picking Mark, got to go with the Rose well, yeah. you got to go with the Rose Bowl unless it's just you. Then the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl, that's what you got to do. I say go for the Rose Bowl. More seating. Way, more seating. It's just, I think it's nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you don't have to share it until exactly. you get to the Rose Bowl You're not game. worried about that because uh, otherwise you're worried about Saturday turnaround for Sunday. You know, and that's that's a pain mm-hmm. for for the staff that's working there. They're not going to be happy about that. It's much easier to just do it at the Rose Bowl because – what happens at the Rose Bowl besides the Rose Bowl? So that that's my that's my go-to. It's not far from L.A. at all. It's the opposite direction of Inglewood, but really, who cares? Um, and it's just, you know, it's a nice glitzy type of area, very similar to what L.A. already is. Easy decision for me. Now, the one thing I got to look up, and I'm looking at it right here. Next year, this is the only kind of hiccup I think that the Rams will have with the Rose Bowl, and actually, you know what? They won't have this hiccup 
this next year. The only time they'll have this hiccup is the 2017 season. So this next year, they'll be fine in the Rose Bowl because college football, how the playoffs work is the two semifinal games that are going to be on New Year's Eve, Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, doesn't matter. National Championship, which is on a Monday, it's in Tampa next year. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. We don't have to worry about that. However, in 2017, that season, the Rose Bowl is a semifinal site. Usually it's a Thursday night. However, is that going to throw a hiccup into the Rams' plans? And then they may say, you know what, let's just do the Coliseum because we know the Coliseum will always be Saturday, Sunday. Well, Saturday, that's easy. Sunday. All the Rams have to not do is just not play Thursday that week. So you're talking the NFL just has yeah. to not schedule it's this easy. Thursday. The NFL considers scheduling conflicts all the time. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new to them. They'll figure it out. Yeah, because that's the the Rose Bowl is only used during like the playoffs, mm-hmm. the 2017 season. The next time it's used in the playoffs, they're going to have their Inglewood Stadium. Yeah. So do you still pick the Rose Bowl? Oh, without a doubt. I don't want to put up with Saturday, Sunday every week. Because you're thinking well, of the Well, not necessarily every week, but you're going to have quite a few times where it's going to become an annoying problem. Or do you have it to where, okay, we'll use the Coliseum, NFL, you have to do your scheduling to where when the Trojans are home, we don't play at home that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're the Thursday game one week. Maybe we're on the road yeah. another time where it's like if the Trojans are home— we're either on the road or maybe mm. on a Monday or a Thursday. That Which week. is definitely possible and probably the most likely situation as opposed to a Saturday-Sunday. But if I'm the NFL in that case, I'm saying, well, you guys can't make it work out mm-hmm. in, in Pasadena? You guys can't do that? Because then we only got to worry about one game next year. Otherwise, yeah. we got to do all this stuff. We well, got to coordinate it with them. It's a pain. And the NFL doesn't want to do that. And the one thing that I'm thinking about, too, is I know this is probably low on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. If they play in Pasadena, there could be – it's kind of like the Vikings when we played in Golden Gopher Stadium. You could see Golden Gopher stuff all over the stadium. Yeah. No Minnesota Viking logo in the center. However, mm-hmm. if you're in Pasadena, no one uses that stadium till the Rose Bowl. We can have a nice Ram logo in the middle. You can have Ram L.A. Rams in the end zone. It could feel like your stadium more than the Coliseum would. And you can even do that, too. It would be easy enough even if if San Diego decided to join them. You know, make that work out. Because there's going to be that year overlap. Here's the only hiccup with the Coliseum that Mm -hmm. I just looked into. This season, the 1st, January 1st, falls on a Sunday. So that would be the Rose Bowl game, like the bowl game. Yeah. Is on that day. Just makes that one game has to be away. Has to be either away so or on a Monday. Two games or in two years that you have to worry about. <laughs> two games in two years. It's a lot easier. Say. A lot easier than uh playing at USC Stadium. So okay, we're gonna switch gears now. We've talked enough about LA. Let's talk about some football that just happened this week. And I kind of feel like it may have been a few weeks ago, probably a month ago, maybe more than that, where we had a similar kind of topic like this about a certain other head coach where the podcast was titled uh, Fire This Man. But this week we're also talking about another coach that needs to get fired. Mark, tell me, 
mm-hmm. why Marvin Lewis needs to get canned in Cincinnati. The plain and simplest way to put it is you are 0-6 in the playoffs. You have not won a single seven. playoff game. 0-7. He has tied Jim Morris Sr. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed, your team. And that's the thing, too. It's not even just that you go and you lose. Because that's embarrassing. We're, we're not going to deny that. The fact that you go with the teams that you have had, just every year, great, well-put-together teams. Yeah, and 0-7 and seven in lose. the playoffs. You can't go with a team this good and lose that often. Coaches have been fired for less. You know, it's just, yes, regular season does great all the time. But it doesn't matter. I mean, would you rather go to the playoffs every year, lose? Or would you rather say, you know what, forget it. We have to try something else. Eventually, you have to change something. Ricky, the definition of insanity. I feel like I just said this a couple weeks ago. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Cincinnati Bengals fans, what are you doing? Well, here's here's my thought and just a little mm. fact to it. Here are the playoff appearances for Marvin Lewis. Here's all seven games. The 05 season, wild card game lost to the Steelers. The 09 season, lost in the wild card game. To the New York Jets. Then 11, Houston Texans. Houston Texans in 12. The Chargers in 13. The Colts in 14. The Steelers this past year. And I know why they're not going to fire Marvin Lewis. This year, they're not going to fire him because they're going to say, oh, but Andy Dalton wasn't out there. Oh, you know what? Andy Dalton got hurt. And if he didn't get hurt, we wouldn't even been playing that game. We would have at least had a bye because mm-hmm. we would have. We may have been able to win some of the games that McCarron lost. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, this was the year everyone was saying the Bengals are finally going to break the curse. They're finally going to win. Me They're not going to be. Me one and you and were kind of riding that bandwagon a For little, a little bit. while. Yeah, I actually, and I think in the off season, I said they could go all the way to the AFC Championship. Well, I game. mean, didn't we have in? I want to say it was our AFC North preview. Mm. We had a Bengals fan comment like that. Oh, this is not this not necessarily. This is going to be the year that we get to mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But this is going to be things the gonna year change. that things are going to change. And then we got to the end, and things didn't change. No. Now, I know Andy Dalton got injured. But However, this team is put together better than most teams in the NFL. Here's the reason I think Marvin Lewis needs to get fired, and it is not because they lost that game. All the games. The reason Marvin Lewis needs to get fired is because of what happened at the end of that game. Mm -hmm. Because the first thing I thought, maybe it's the college guy in me, usually when a team loses scholarships, Mark, or gets a bowl band, or the NCAA comes down on them, do you know where I'm going with the one saying that they usually use? Loss of institutional what? Integrity. Control. Integrity is what I feel like as the NFL guy. Yeah, institutional control. Lack of institutional control. That's what I felt at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Perfect should have not been in that game. After, you know what? For me, maybe it's me. After he started running after the interception, pull him over and say, hey, you know what? Sit. You're mm-hmm. done. Then the fumble. After that hit, he doesn't need, and this is a total different discussion that I'm fine getting into, but 
Marvin Lewis, when I see that from your football team, and I see Pac-Man Jones, how he acted. Still acting. The first thing I think of is you don't you have no control over your team. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And that is a problem. It, Get the hell out of town. It, it's interesting. First of all, I think that he should have just been ejected from the— I don't know why oh. the refs didn't just eject him at well, that point. You know I know what? it's basically the end of the game, but make the, the point. Re- it's the same thing with the Odell-Norman game. Why mm-hmm. weren't those two ejected? Yeah. It's because these—and I'm not putting blame on the refs. I'm putting blame on us as fans. Mm-hmm. We criticize these refs so much. And don't get me wrong. There are times where they're fucking stupid. However, we criticize them so much to when we get to these situations, they don't want to make the call because they don't want to yeah. be the guy getting criticized for it. They're, they're still trying to figure out what a yeah. catch is. And they're like, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not touching this one. Yeah, I think it's tough because it's hard to blame. Shoulder met head. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to blame. And, he, and hear me out before anybody in the comment section jumps on me. It's hard to blame Marvin Lewis for the actions of other people. But the situation that he's in is that he's supposed to be the guy responsible for these yep. people and controlling mm-hmm. these people. So, yes, he's got a loose cannon on the team. But if you're going to have a loose cannon on the team, you got to control the loose cannon. Otherwise, you don't get to have the loose cannon or you don't get to be the guy with the leash. Because there is no more leash. Marvin Lewis did not control his players. They, he, I mean, he knew they were in an emotional state. He let that team fall apart. He built the team that fell apart. Oh, they fell apart right again. in front of our eyes. Right in front of the nation's eyes. And it's just, it, I can't help but go back to seven one and duns. You get in there that first game and you lose. At some point, this is what I've been saying about the Cincinnati Bengals, when does the organization say, okay, enough is enough? Mm-hmm. They did it in Denver. They said enough is enough. John John Fox got kicked out. They did it in Chicago before that. Enough that was, was enough. That was a 10-6 and six season yeah. he got fired. Lovey Smith got kicked out, and he did more. He won more playoff games. He got to a Super Bowl. He's got to another NFC Championship game. He did a lot more than Cincinnati Bengals did. Now, Cincinnati Bengals, I would argue, are a better team, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily the the 05 Bears team, but the Super Bowl one. But at least the NFC Championship game, he's a better team than that. Yeah, and you still can't you still can't put that together. You still can't make that happen. If Rex Grossman can get to a Super Bowl, you're telling me <laughs> that you couldn't get AJ McCarron to win one game or Andy Dalton to win one of those like three or four games that he's played in? I'm gonna throw out another example, and this one may be a little bit different, but you were putting up coaches. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Jets. Yeah. After four years of no playoffs. Rex Ryan, they said, I don't care if you made it to back-to-back mm-hmm. AFC title games. Get out of here. We need a change. After one season in Buffalo, they're telling Rex yeah, Ryan, hey, if you don't do it next fired. year, you're out. Yeah. At some point, there has to be some type of responsibility. I mean, you know, at, at some point, like, I mean, how many times can this team just say, eh, well, okay, well, next year. I mean, we got we got close-ish. We were in the hunt. We were in the playoffs. At some point, don't you want something better? Or are you just okay being mediocre? Because really, the, the the Cincinnati Bengals are perpetually mediocre. Yes, they're a little bit better than that in the offseason, but the results are what matters. Mm-hmm. They never they never win. You can't go to the playoffs seven times and lose seven times without a single win. I mean, that's just embarrassing. 
I mean, being a Cleveland Browns fan sucks, but at least in Cleveland, you can look over to Cincinnati and go, all right, well, at least we didn't lose seven back-to-back playoff games. Well, they're not back-to-back playoff games, six back-to-back playoff games. It's just the Cincinnati Bengals, yes, they're a good team. Yes, they win a lot of games, a lot, a lot of games. They won 12 of them. But in the end, nothing matters because nothing changes and you're never going to get good enough. Something has to change eventually. It's just that's that's all it is. Well, and one of the things I'm going to make a kind of reference over to baseball. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier I'm a Cubs Everyone fan. right now is going, oh, damn it, Well, they're baseball. going, oh, baseball. But the thing I think of is 2003 to 2006, the Chicago Cubs. We get Dusty Baker. Dusty Break- Baker brings us to the playoffs. However, after three years, what did we do? We said, you know what? Enough is enough. Get out of town. Here's Lou Pinella. Mm-hmm. Then when he wasn't cutting it and got three years, we got someone else. The last manager we had before Joe Madden, Renteria, we gave him one season and then yeah. said, nope, you know what? We he like this chutted. guy better. He got chutted. Now, the question really comes down for Cincinnati Bengals fans. And, and Marvin Lewis is a good coach. We're not saying he's not a good coach. No. It's just saying he's not producing. However, the, when you have an offensive coordinator like Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman, not Jackman. Hugh Jackson. Jackson. I wanted to say Hugh Jackman. I know. Again. Hugh Jackman's but, the best. I mean, when you have – I'm going to just call when him Wolverine. When you've got Wolverine, Wolverine out yeah, there, I'm just yeah. Gonna, the, Hugh Jackson's nickname now on the podcast is Wolverine. When you've got Wolverine as yeah. your offensive coordinator – Man, I hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere. You can't so can let him, him walk away. Him. You can't let him walk away. And now they he's going should, to. They should do – what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. They should say mm. bye-bye, bye, Lewis, because we got to keep Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just my, my question for Cincinnati Bengals fans, though, is do you want to continue being good or do you want to risk being not good for the possibility of being great? You know what I really want to see happen now? Hmm. And I'm sorry, Bengals fans, for hoping this, but with the lack of, like, I want to say success in the playoffs. Eventually and, it's going to fall and, apart. And no needing to change. This is what I want to see happen. Wolverine goes to the Browns. Browns start making the playoffs and start winning games. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals either continue to lose in the playoffs to the Browns. That would be even better. Jackson brings his Browns to the playoffs and beats his old team. With A.J. McCarron as his quarterback. Or, somehow. Or they just fall apart and the Browns mm-hmm. become the better team in Ohio. Two things I want to point out. Two coaches that were in the NFC playoffs this past weekend, Mike Zimmer, Jay Gruden, who were they under? Marvin Lewis. Now, both of them didn't win, but that was only one. That was only mm-hmm. one game. Mike Zimmer should have won that game, though. Oh, well, get a better holder. Get a better kick holder. But I think I think Marvin Lewis needs— If you're a Bengals fan that— doesn't believe Lewis should be fired. I want to hear from you down oh, yeah, below. For sure, I want to hear from you down below. And, and you know what? I will be fair to say that part of it is just kind of a little bit reactionary. I mean, it doesn't make sense. The guy's a good coach. He's got a winning record. He's got a good record, uh, especially for the last you know five six years. But eventually, you you do have to just say how much of this can you put up with before you want something else, and are you willing to risk being worse for the possibility to be better? You know, For me, I am. You know what I just found out? What's that? The three assistant coaches. They're all that, gone, right? Well, the three assistant coaches that became head coaches that mm-hmm. were like assistants under Marvin Lewis 
two of them were Vikings coaches. You got Leslie Frazier, went 0-1 in the playoffs. Then you have Jay Gruden and Mike Zimmer, as of right now, mm-hmm. 0-1 in the playoffs. Is Nobody it just, wins. Is it just assume that if you're under Marvin Lewis— You've you got the kind stank of, on you. Well, not that. It's just you learn how to mm-hmm. lose in the playoffs so that you never lose. I know that's not true because Zimmer, like I said, should have won his game if he didn't have a piece of shit kicking it or a piece of shit holding the ball. To be fair, though, Vikings should have scored more points than they did. They should have scored more points. Should have made the field goal. They should have scored more points. It comes yeah. down to that play. Could have, should have all over the— But like, I, like, uh, I we're not getting for, into that. I think for the Bengals, I think right now with Marvin Lewis, too, is it's going to be tough because they've, they've already started to lose some of the assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to lose— Well, they're yeah, definitely going to lose gonna offensive lose, coordinator. They're going to lose There's Jackson. a good chance they lose the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Jackson's it's going to— It's all falling apart. Jackson's the defense going. is much better. The He's either going to the, the Giants or the Browns. He's going to the Giants or the Browns. So you're going to lose everything and be stuck with the guy who doesn't win, yeah. Marvin Lewis. He's going go. to— uh, Have fun. Let's put it this way. Right now, Wolverine got a second interview with the Browns. So he's got the Browns. To me, when you get a second interview, mm-hmm. you've got the job locked up. And he's sitting there going, please, somebody else give me a job. Please, somebody else well, offer. They were talking on PTI, if you're Wolverine, mm-hmm. do you take the Brown job? Or do you tell them, wait, I got an interview with the Giants? You interview with the Giants. Play I think so too. With quarterback mystery mm-hmm. or better Manning. I'm going to take better Manning if I have the option. And just a better organization. I'm sorry, Cleveland. I like you guys. I want you to win a game one day. But I think. But I want to play in New York. I think Hugh Jackson can turn around Cleveland, not Super Bowl. But he can make them respectable because I think he can work with a quarterback. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of work to be done to make them respectable. Look at what Jay Gruden was able to do with Kirk Cousins in Washington after he was like, he's my guy. And that leads us into this segment, our last segment of the podcast. I got this idea from a Snapchat. Looking at ESPN Snapchat, and they basically had the question, what's better for the Dallas Cowboys? Johnny Football? Or RG3? Mark, you're Jerry Jones. You own the Dallas Cowboys. You're a fantasy football owner in a real owner's seat. Who do you take to back up Romo? Football or RG3? I'm going to take RG3. First of all, I don't want anything to do with Johnny Football. Even though I am Jerry Jones in this situation, I don't want anything to do with him. I think he's a disaster. I think he's waiting to fall apart. I think he also does not have it in him to be a backup. You know RG3, who, I think, can be a backup. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. You know who Jerry Jones reminds me of? Who? That Simpsons character with the cowboy hat and the guns. He's like, oh, woohoo! Yeah. Pretty much. And that's Jerry Jones. Yeah, I just think that RG3 can be a backup quarterback. If he doesn't have to play all the time, he will be good if he needs to come in. Because that way his knees will actually be healthy and there's less risk of them falling apart mid-game. Um, and ankle. It's an ankle injury that he had, right? Not the mm-hmm. knees. Um, well, he did the stanky leg and broke it. Yeah, it's gone. The leg is gone. But he and the thing about RG three is I respect his game intelligence more so than I do RG threes. I mean, sorry, RG threes more so than Johnny Footballs. Johnny Football, he's a guy who goes out there and makes plays. It doesn't really work out as well in the NFL, seemingly well, as in college. But RG three, I respect him as a student of the game just a little bit. Yeah, more well, than to go Johnny off, Manziel to go off of that. What I feel like RG3 is going to do is 
Johnny Football still hasn't like mm-hmm. got it in his head that I can't do what I did in college. I can't go out there, run around because I'm the most athletic guy out there. Try and Russell make, Wilson it. Make guys miss. Yeah, but Russell Wilson's a student of the game as well. He's smart. Well, I'm saying that, that yeah. Johnny Manziel's trying to yeah, Russell he's Wilson, trying to not be realizing Russell, that But he's really trying can. to go off of natural talent. He's like, and this is me in my own life being a music guy because I studied music in college. He's the guy that tries to go off of natural talent. Mm-hmm. Doesn't put the work in in the practice room. Doesn't work on his music. Just comes into rehearsal. I'm going to go off a of natural talent. That's Johnny Football. RG3 to me is kind of getting to that. I, I say it's the Cam Newton mentality of not just a pocket passer, maybe more of the Big Ben mentality of, you know what? I have legs. I have good legs. I'm quick. However, I don't have to run to run. I can run to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think RG3 too has realized that, hey, this didn't work for me. It kind of failed. I kind I of broke my else. leg. Yeah, I got to try something I kind of else. broke my he, leg. I mean, here's another comparison we can use. He did the Mike Vick thing when Mike Vick first came uh-huh. to Philadelphia and changed the way he played. He didn't play like Atlanta Mike Vick anymore. Well, he didn't was older, too. Term. He was a lot older. RG3 is getting a little older now, too. He's 25, I mid-20s. Know. I'm just saying when Vick came to Philly oh, after yeah. jail, after being with the Falcons, he was mm. a lot older than for he sure. was. For sure. But RG3 has the hits yeah. and the injuries to make his body older. Yeah. Also, fun fact about RG3, he was born in Japan. I didn't know that. Really? He was born in Japan. He was he's over his 3 years cuz he didn't play this past year. Mm-hmm. Guess how many times he was sacked? RG3? Uh-huh. Just regular season. It's got to be a lot. 101. Wow. Including the playoffs, he was sacked 103 times in his career. I was thinking in my head I'm like a lot like 80. Yeah. I wasn't even close. Thir- 30, 38 and 33. Two sacks in the playoffs. That's rough. That one playoff game he played in. I just think for any team that Johnny Manziel goes to, he's mm-hmm. going to be bringing the circus. And I and yes, Jerry Jones likes <sighs> the circus, but it's just for most teams it's just destructive. I mean, you've seen how he's mm-hmm. kind of disrespected the Browns time and time again. You just don't give him what he wants, and that's what he's going to do. I see no reason to think that he's not going to be a whiny little baby brat and <laughs> just be like. I'm not. I'm still not starting. Oh, why? Well, forget it. I'm going to little baby. I'm going to Vegas. Dallas is closer to Vegas than Cleveland is. It's even easier. Okay. RG three. This this brings me into a thing I just want to throw out there because we brought up the Cowboys and Johnny Manziel. If he went to the Cowboys, it would be a similar situation. I I'm I'm saying similar. Mm -hmm. Not saying exact. I'm saying similar. To Greg Hardy. And the reason why I say that is as of today, Jeremy Mincy, the guy who was behind Greg Hardy on the depth chart. Now, this could be also because he's a free agent also and wants to keep his job with the Cowboys. He's come out and said that the the tension has grew with Cowboys teammates as the season progressed. For sure. With Greg Hardy. And he's even said that you know what, it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to keep Greg Hardy because of that tension. Mm -hmm. Now, Johnny Football, it'd be a different kind of tension, but there will still be tension with Johnny Football if he does what Johnny Football does. It's not going to be like, wow, I hate you because you beat your girlfriend and I don't like you as a human being. 
it's going to be more of like, God, we got a fucking kid in this locker room mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. Like Tony Romo is not going to want to babysit Johnny football. Oh, no. And that, that that comes a part of it, too, is Johnny Manziel, if he, whichever one of these, I guess I should say whichever, if Johnny Manziel goes to Dallas, uh-huh. he is the quarterback in waiting. He's going to assume that once Tony Romo hangs it up, he's going to take over and this is his team. However, I don't know if RG3, RG3 will probably be thinking that, too, but I think RG3 will understand, I got to earn the job. Yeah, well, and also RG3... The thing that I worry about with Johnny Football, and am I saying he can't do this? No. But I'm saying he has to do it. Is RG3, I feel like, will come in, be like, you know what? I lost that starting job. I have no entitlement. I'm going to mm-hmm. work hard, and when that time comes, if they put the starting job in my hand, I'm going to prove to them that I deserve that job, and that's how they are going to... Give me the job. However, with Johnny Football, I, and this is my opinion, this is assumptions for me up the ass, I think he comes in. I think he doesn't change. I don't think the structure is there in Dallas for him to change. And he's just going to be like, oh, I'm the starter when he's done. Mm -hmm. And then when he's not, because of everything he's going to not do up to that point, he's going to be the little cancer in the locker room. It's not even two of the when Tony Romo leaves I think Johnny Football is going to sit there. The first mistake Tony Romo makes, he's going to be thinking, all right, I got this. Let me get in there. Well, because he's, and, and he's cocky, once it and doesn't that could be work a good out, thing to have. However, yeah. Once it doesn't work out and Tony Romo's still out mm-hmm. there and he's you know ma- making the mistakes the way Tony Romo can do sometimes, Johnny Football's not going to be a happy guy. The only thing that Johnny Football has going for him in this argument is he's from Texas. I mean, you could say the same for RG3 because he went to Baylor. Mm-hmm. However, RG3 doesn't I, – I don't really think there's that tie to Texas as much as Johnny Football. Where Johnny Football, it's where is he partying on the weekend? Where have we seen him? Yeah. Now, that's another topic of RG3 doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. He could hang out in Texas, and I don't know because he's not partying and he's not yeah. that high of a caliber. But – I would only go with Johnny Football if I knew that you were going to shape up. That's it. And you don't. No. You don't. That's why you go with RG3. Yeah. I. There's nothing really – there's no way in my mind I can think that Johnny Menzel is the better option. RG3, better passer rating. Mm-hmm. He's had more seasons of experience. He's older. He's more mature. He will – I hate to say it this way, but he's, I just think he's going to look better in a Cowboys jersey than Johnny Menzel will. Um He's probably not going to sell as many jerseys as Johnny Manziel will, but he's not going to cause you as much media strife either. And and you know what I will do in case you're listening to this going, oh, guys, I didn't see the Snapchat. As soon as we sign this podcast off, I'm going to go on my my Snapchat. I'm going to screenshot that picture posted on the MVP Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. So make sure to check that out to just kind of see how they put each in a Cowboys uniform. I'm going to say this right now. Johnny Manziel looks a little bit like Tony Romo. They put, like, the backwards Cowboys hat on him. Looks a little bit like Tony Romo with the kind of grin they have on him. But do you have any more to say about the Dallas Cowboys and who they should take? Anything else, Mark? Anything we missed today? Just draft a quarterback. 
<laughs> just, just draft dra- one. Just draft a quarterback. Maybe Connor Cook. He could be there in the second round for yeah. you. Maybe a Christian Let him sit around for a while. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. Let us know down below in the comment section anything, your thoughts on anything that we talked about today, relocation, talked about the Bengals, talked about the Dallas Cowboys and who they should take, kind of a fun topic at the end. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's, Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Hit that like and repost button and follow button on SoundCloud. Hit the like and subscribe on YouTube. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.